Hey, this is Michael Hutchinson, and you're listening to the Front Row Podcast. All right, welcome to the Front Row Podcast. We're back after a relatively long break. Um, busy times, you know, six, yeah, six episodes now? Yeah. That's not bad. I think we're six. doing okay. Um, I think we have, maybe we'll start off by uh, giving a shout out to our friends at Tongues Out. We've mentioned them before, but they're just recently celebrating uh, a year of their podcast. They're Tim Hikeway and Tyler Briggs. Um, I mean, I've listened to some episodes, and I don't know if there's two guys out there that are more passionate about hockey, so uh, congrats to them, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, give, give them a listen if you want to uh, if you want to hear some great hockey talk. Um, yeah, Tim yeah. was just in Halifax for the Memorial Cup. I saw that. That's yeah. sick. Yeah. That must have been an expensive trip, but probably worth it. It'd be unreal. Yeah. Great final two between Halifax and uh, Ruin Naranda. Um, kind of figured the Huskies were going to win that one. They were just so good this year, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, and the Huskies yeah. has a they have a great logo. I love that unreal logo. Yeah. I hate their jersey though. I don't like the gradient. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, but uh, speaking of hockey talk, um, that leads us into our first couple of topics for the day. Um, first of all, the Stanley Cup final. I uh, I haven't really had a chance to watch too much of it, but um, you know, overall, I think it's been a pretty good playoff. There's been a lot of upsets, and uh, you know, I think it's a good final between two good teams. But uh, what, what are your thoughts there, Don? Wow, well, uh, it's great for St. Louis being last. January second and being, it was a pretty incredible Cup story. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, even just having Bennington, I mean, <laughs> the guy was, you know, he refused to play in the ECHL. They were going to send him there, and you know, all of a sudden he's four wins away from the Stanley Cup. But he's also yeah. three losses away from losing the Stanley Cup. So you yeah, know, you never know. But yeah, it's been. I think it's been a really cool playoff overall, and um, you know, I think I, I kind of like the fact that the kind of most of the top teams anyway were knocked off pretty quickly, and that just makes it more exciting when. You see teams like Carolina and St. Louis, like teams that typically haven't found that playoff success. I think it's pretty exciting when you see those teams get in there instead of seeing, you know, Pittsburgh and Chicago and all those teams there every single year. Yeah, I was like, this is the first time St. Louis playing Boston in the finals in 50 years. Yeah, since the, <laughs> the Bobby Orgel, right? Yeah. Yeah, historic. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been good, though. Um, as far as the series goes, I know Boston already won game one, so it maybe seems silly to talk about predictions now, but who, who do you have? I wanted to see St. Louis to win the Sonic Cup. Me too. And then, but I think Boston, Boston will win, right? Yeah, I I had Boston from the start of the series, and I I think the reasons are, um, Tuka Rask is playing out of his mind. I mean, he's if you think Bennington's playing well, like Tuka Rask is, he's was rocking like a nine forty three save percentage coming into this series. Like that's insane, and yeah. um, you know, I think he's just I think while Bennington is playing well, you know. I think he's gotten the benefit of some posts and some some kind of. I mean, we even saw it in the series against the Jets. Um, I think Tuka Rask is just playing all around better right now than Jordan Bennington. And then at the same time, too, I think both teams have good defense. But I don't know if St. Louis is going to have an answer for Boston's top line. I just think they're too good. Like I, I don't know if any team in the league has an answer for that top line right now. No, it could be uh, Charles last year on top possibly i thought I, I i would have to check but i thought he signed an extension oh, like, I could okay. be wrong. one well, year I did, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I didn't see that so well, we'll, we'll figure that <laughs> out but yeah no it's been i think overall it's been really good yeah no complaints for me as far as the playoffs go it was kind of cool to see carolina go as far as they did especially mm-hmm. after they um embraced the whole bunch of jerks thing and and whatnot um yeah so overall i mean pretty disappointing one for us here in winnipeg but uh 
there's always next year. That's what that's what they say. It's it's a cliche, but it's true. Got to yeah. have a short memory when it comes to those kinds of things. Um, I think that leads a little pretty well into our second topic. Um, we'll maybe discuss some central teams while we're at it. There's a report on TSN. I'm not sure who the actual reporter was um, that Phil Kessel had actually squashed a trade to Minnesota, mm-hmm. and I'm curious. Uh, about your thoughts on that, I guess he said it. He didn't think Minnesota was a contending team. Oh, Minnesota's in the rebuild right now, so yeah, I, I feel like Minnesota. They seem to me to be, they're in a phase where they probably should go into a full rebuild, but they're trying to do a quick rebuild, and I think that's what acquiring a guy like Phil Kessel does for them. He, you know, because then they have a forty goal scorer on their roster. And that makes them a better team. But yeah. at the same time, you know, they have an aging core. As much as guys like Parise and Suter were coming off really good years. Yeah. Um, they have Stahl, too. They have Stahl, yeah. They're, like, all older guys. Yeah. And there isn't a ton of solid prospects in the pipe. I mean, they had a few guys like that Luke Kunin or whatever his name was. was he was pretty good down the stretch. You know, Jordan Greenway is not bad. But, you know, do you see him being yeah. a you know, 60, 70-point guy? Yeah, Dumba. Yeah, Dumba, yeah, they got a good, pretty solid core on defense with Dumba and Brodeen and a good goaltender, but at the same time, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, Don, but uh, <clears throat> I just think with the Central being what it is right now, with, I mean, you have St. Louis, who are the yeah. Stanley Cup finalists, possibly the Stanley yeah. Cup winners, if they can come back in the series. Yeah. You have the Dallas Stars, who knocked off the Nashville Predators, you know, and then you have the Predators, who aren't really... I mean, maybe them and the Jets kind of have to retool a bit, but I don't think they're really going anywhere. And then... And then you have the Chicago Blackhawks. You have the Blackhawks. They got a solid young group. I mean, they still have, like, Taves. Is, he seems to be back coming off career year. Patty Kane, mm-hmm. Alex Dabrinkit, like, some good young defensemen. So, mm-hmm. um, And then you also have uh, who are, Colorado. Colorado. There you go. Yeah, so it's like that's... Then, That's a pretty stacked division already, and, and then, I, you know, I don't see Minnesota ahead of any of those teams. And then you have Arizona coming in two coming years. Coming the Central, and they got some, <laughs> yeah, they got some tough guys too. So yeah. if I were the Wild, I would, you know, you miss the playoffs. I, I feel like they're almost at the point where, and I, I bring this up because I'm, you know, kind of a co-Jets Red Wings fan, but I bring this up because uh, it was kind of where the Red Wings were, were, right, for like, you know, probably like the twenty third 24th 25th 26th year of their streak they were just kind of just barely sneaking in they would lose in the first round to tampa bay or whoever and then they would get a mid-round draft pick but now they're kind of you know they're getting to that point where they were able to draft philip zadina last year and you know they're gonna have a relatively high draft pick again this year so if i was minnesota i would probably go into a full rebuild i almost feel like yeah, trying to get a guy like Kessel to yeah, it'll make you better immediate like in the immediate term, but at the same time, um, does it put them ahead of all those other teams have mentioned? I personally don't think so. So yeah. I'm not totally surprised that Kessel uh, squashed that deal. It's kind of similar to like that Danny Heatley trade and back with when he was Ottawa going to Edmonton, right? And they yeah. had a trade, and he's like, no, I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. Right. When it's it's interesting too because apparently this is the reportedly the second time that Jason Zucker has been um, floating out there. He's been in, involved in a trade that was basically a done deal, but then it was you know he was supposed to go to Calgary at the deadline, and that didn't come out. And then um, um, 
yeah, he's supposed to go to Pittsburgh. I mean, there's worse places to go than Pittsburgh, but it's got to be a bit of a roller coaster for him because, you know, I'm sure he hears the rumors and whatnot, and I think he understands it. Like, he probably understands that it's a business, but that's got to be tough, I'd say. Yeah. To hear that you've been traded twice or you're going to be traded twice and then have it not come to fruition. But that's the business, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of Phil Kessel, though, um, we're kind of just theorizing, well, where do you think he's going to go this off season? Like, Because it seems like all roads are kind of pointing to a trade for Phil Kessel. It seems hey. Western Conference, maybe? I don't know. I would assume so. The NHL has kind of that weird thing of, like, they don't want to trade within their division or within their conference or whatever, but, I mean, I've never understood that because it's like you, you know, you're trading them. You're getting what you can in return, so it's like who cares if he's going to wherever. Well, you don't want him to come back and haunt you. And yeah. yeah. <clears throat> where, kind of like where Ottawa traded um, Hoffman. To Florida. Or they traded him to San Jose, and then San Jose flipped, flipped him that same day to Florida. To Florida. That's so right. I was like, Hoffman had a good year. Then uh, Carlson they traded him to San Jose. Say, and they, they put that thing, uh, say, if you trade him to Eastern, we, we get a draft pick. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. a lot of teams are doing that, right? Just make sure that that team doesn't flip them yeah. back to the they, least same division. Yeah, they probably wish that. Uh... I guess now they probably wish they traded him back to the East because the <laughs> Senators don't have their uh, first-round draft pick there, which is tough for a team that probably would have had a high pick this year, right? And I guess I don't. Do you know where Colorado's picking? With uh, that, fourth. Uh, fourth, yeah. I mean, that... Because he couldn't drop down by three, yeah. more than three. I mean, I, I guess at the time you're thinking, you know, oh, yeah, we're a contending team. Matt Duchesne's a number one center, so it so makes sense. But, yeah, obviously... In hindsight, that's a tough deal because, I mean, getting a fourth overall pick in this draft would have been probably pretty nice for him. A good starting point to add to some of their other uh Well, they still guys. have first, but it's San Jose's first, I think. Yeah, so it would be pretty late yeah, in the late. first round, yeah. They're not like some teams like the Jets. They don't have a first-round pick, uh, which is maybe somehow unfortunate. Actually, I was probably working on getting the first back or Possibly, something. Possibly. I mean, it, there's a number of ways it could go, right? I mean... You know, obviously, Jacob Truba's name has been tossed out there. If he doesn't want to sign a long-term deal, you may as well deal him. You could probably try to get a first-round pick out of that and maybe a, a replacement in return or something like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, Jacob Truba's another guy that uh, I think is going to be pretty interesting to watch where he goes this offseason, if he goes anywhere. Like, he, you know, who knows? For all we know, he could sign a eight-year deal with the Jets, like, it's kind of up in the kinda air. like a sign and trade thing, right? Yeah, sign it could be that too. Yeah. Sign him, see where he is, and just trade him. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah. No, it's going to be a very interesting off season for uh, for the the Jetties. I don't know what they're yeah, going to so do. Yeah, I've seen a rumor out there that uh, flown out there that they're working on a six year deal worth forty five million for Kyle Connor. Okay. I've seen a rumor like that. That's like, I don't know. I've only seen one. You know, I was like, i never seen a... About 7.5 per season. Yeah. yeah. I'd say that's a pretty... That seems like a pretty solid deal, I'd say. Yeah. I'd say him and him and uh, the other young star there, Line A, I'd say they get pretty similar deals. I think Line A's might be a bit shorter. Probably um, three... I think three or four years. Yeah. But I'd, I'd assume they're there to be... <coughs> 
AAV is going to be pretty similar for those guys. It's tough because, you know, you'd love to have the cap space to just ink them both to eight-year deals and not worry about it. But Kind of like a Mark Scheif deal. Yeah, and they got a lot of of other guys out there. But, yeah, that that Mark Scheif, and they still have him, what, for like five more years at 6.1 or something like that? Like absolute steal like chevy as much as you know every gm makes some mistakes that's an absolute home run for sure um moving on to the hard court here um we'll just talk a little bit about the raptors i mean i'm not a huge basketball guy but Me like- i've been following them i've been watching the games and um you know i i, I think from my standpoint it, i mean it's awesome that the Canadians, it's like the blue jays right when they were good with donaldson and batista and those guys yeah. um you know it's just fun to watch and and you know as much as they're in toronto i i would say they really are canada's team because they're the only team in canada right so yeah. but i yeah i think that's pretty exciting and i think it's it's good because it's kind of making me who is more of a casual basketball fan you know check the scores every night sort of thing but it's I, making me more interested in the game yeah as a, as a canadian sports guy i'm happy that a canadian team is doing well yeah why I don't like the fan base in Toronto, in any sport, right? In any sport, yeah, like, oh, okay. Like they're getting too, they get too big headed, hmm. you know. Like, you know, like you hear about for the next year or two years, three years, like, okay, come on. Yeah, <laughs> with the yeah, I guess with with the Raptors and Blue Jays, it's a little more understandable, um, for me, just because they're the only Canadian teams, and I think it's it's a lot of it is a media thing too, right? Where there's just I mean, it's just kind of the way it goes. You're going to focus more on the big markets, and Toronto is the biggest market. And in the NHL, that's, you know, it's it's kind of a, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd solely place that on the fan, the fans in Toronto. Um, you know, I think they just cheer for their teams, and, and um, you know, I'm sure they're happy that they get the majority of the media coverage. I mean, why, why wouldn't you be right? But, um, yeah, um, I mean, I'm happy for the Raptor fans out there in Toronto. I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, I'm so happy for the city of Toronto. But, you know, I like fans who have been with the Raptors since 95. Like, those are the people I'm uh, Yeah, I'm that really one guy who's been to every single game. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. That guy is an absolute beauty. Like, I can't even... I didn't even know about this guy until, like, okay. I saw all these articles and whatnot about him. And I was yeah. just like, this guy is awesome. Like, that's yeah. so good. And it... It's, he's such an embodiment of just, like, what makes Canada awesome. And, you know, he, he came here with nothing, and he worked his way up yeah. to being able to, you know, be a rap super fan and get all yeah, this like, coverage and, and get, be able to talk about himself, which is he, pretty he cool. He came here with, bought, like, with nothing, and he started working at a car dealership, and then he eventually bought that car dealership. Yeah. And then I think he bought another one, too. And then, and then he's been going to the Raptors since day one. Mm-hmm. And they had a basketball game at the Sky Dome in 95. Yeah. And I was like... There was, it looks like there's like 20 people there just because it's such a big building. I got things like, why? Like, for basketball? That's a terrible idea. Yeah, I mean, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd have to actually do some research. My guess was either... Um, I, I don't think they were expecting a crowd of like 50,000 or whatever Sky Dome holds. But um, I, I get, my guess is that they probably didn't have a basketball-ready stadium, or maybe they couldn't fit them into wherever the Leafs were playing at the time. So they just kind of had to work them into any indoor space that had seats in it. So that's kind of my guess. I was like, at the Skydome, there's like 500 levels. Yeah. And there's people in the 500 levels. Like, mm-hmm. how can you see from the 
500 level. Yeah. I, I, I assume it would be similar to, like, what um, what Valor FC is doing with uh, um, with IGF, where they're only opening one side of the lower bowl. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, so an aerial picture like that would look really bad. Like, oh, look, only 5,000 people are at this soccer game or whatever. But, you know, that's pretty much all they need for to probably, like, offset costs and stuff like that. Um, well, while we're on that topic, have you gone to any Valor games yet? No, I have no? not. We should, uh, we should try to get to one this summer. It was I went to the home opener with my sister. It was a lot of fun. Um, even if you're not a big soccer fan, like I've always found that soccer is a, a bit more interesting live to me. Oh, is that me? Oh, no, that was you. Sorry. <laughs> but um, I've always found soccer a bit more interesting live than on TV. But yep. um, you know what? I think it's just cool that we have another option um, for as far as sporting like teams and stuff like that goes in Winnipeg. Yeah, so I, I, variety is, is good because I, you know, I like it because you can go to a baseball game, like the Golden Eyes, Bombers, mm. soccer. Like, yep. Bombers only play once a week, eight games at home. Yeah. Right? So you need to have the other option. Oh, exactly. Right? Yeah. So, like, to play at the IGF. Mm-hmm. Right? When I think. I think the reason this league is going to do well, or I hope it does well, like I hope it does well, but I think the reason it will do well is because Canada really is a country that, I mean, has like a lot of immigrants come from countries that are crazy about soccer. So I think that, um, you know, I think the league's going to do pretty well based on that fact that there's going to be a lot of interest from, from those communities. But at the same time, you know, soccer is a pretty, you know, it's a very increasingly growing sport. Um, you know, I think enrollment is on the increase for soccer. So, yeah, I, I'd be. I think that league's gonna do pretty well. It's pretty yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're in places where MLS is not uh, in, so that kind of helps. Because they have, they have a team in Halifax. Right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they have a team. I think MLS, Toronto, Montreal, and Montreal, and Vancouver. Um, I think there's a, a CPL team in Vancouver. Like Victoria. Like or Victoria. Maybe, they're yeah. in Victoria. So. Um, and then I think I heard, I saw, I saw on Twitter, uh, I want to say like two weeks ago, that Montreal and Quebec City might be getting teams in the CPL next year. So, yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, yeah. And I think a lot of a lot of that league is going to be growing young Canadians, you know, giving um, these kind of 16, 17, 18-year-olds that might not be good enough at this time for MLS or to go to Europe, um, giving them a chance to play some pro soccer close to home at a, at a good level. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. No, that, that wasn't even on our list of topics, but uh, <laughs> we ventured there anyways. Yeah. We're, uh, we're pretty we're pretty open podcasts. I like that. Yeah. I like how we're not restricted to just, like, talking about certain topics. But, yeah, uh, yeah. anyways... Um, I think that that pretty much wraps up our sports section of the podcast. Um, I guess we we didn't really plan a specific uh, like movie or TV segment, but um, we both saw Endgame. We both saw it. Yeah, Avengers Endgame. We can't can't not touch on that. It was <laughs> incredible. I mean, just so big and crazy, and I, I thought they wrapped up a lot of storylines i guess we should maybe toss out a spoiler warning just in case anyone hasn't seen it but i mean if you haven't seen it yet what are you doing with your life um but um yeah no it was pretty incredible i like how they wrapped up uh um 
Tony Stark's um, whole thing. Because, yeah. um, I mean, if you go back and watch, like, the first Avengers where um, Captain America says to him, like, you're never going to be the guy to pull a sacrifice. You're never going to be the one to risk your life for the team. And, you know, I mean, that was kind of Tony Stark's whole thing is that he's selfish and he doesn't care about anybody but himself. And then, you know, he ends up uh, saving the entire world while... Um, while killing himself right and then you know i thought they wrapped it up pretty nicely for captain america i mean there's lots of nitpicky things you can i think look into like time travel movies are tough to really make sense without having those kind of plot holes but yeah it's a it's a three hour long movie and i yeah and like you're wrapping up what 16 movies i think it was before endgame or maybe seven may have been seven endgame might have been the 17th or 18th movie but yeah, it's it's overall. I thought they did a really good job with it. Um, have you seen any other movies lately? No, I have not. No, I uh, I recently saw um, two. I saw John Wick three, yeah. which was pretty great. Um, I mean, it's pretty pretty similar to the first two John Wick movies, where it's just like pure action the whole I, way I, through. I see. I've seen the first one. Oh, you I gotta see seen. the second one. Yeah, the second yeah. one's really good. I mean, uh, they're all really good. But... Uh, waiting for it to come on Netflix, but the third one's out in theaters right now, so I was like... Yeah, they should uh, have the second one on Netflix or something. Yeah, so... Yeah. Like, they deal with uh, Walking Dead. They, re- they released the previous season, I think, a week before the next season comes out. Yeah, I think that's... It varies, I guess. I know with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they usually... Um, post like they're just about to post season five and then season six is just kind of wrapping up on tv so that's usually what they do there but um yeah i guess going to netflix actually no i saw i saw bright burn as well i don't know if you've seen the trailers for that no. it was okay it um it's basically um have you ever, did you ever see man of steel <coughs> like the superman movie mm. where he like arrives on earth as a baby and then he's raised i probably have yeah, it's an old... Like, it's, it came out a while ago. But, um... Brightburn is basically that. But if Superman had landed here and he was evil and wanted to just destroy the planet... So, it's... It was, it was pretty good, but I, f- I feel like it was almost a... In my opinion, a bit of a wasted premise. As premise? Maybe not wasted, but... I just feel like they didn't really deliver a lot on... On the whole... Because, I mean, this kid could have absolutely tore this town to pieces, and he just didn't really. Um, but, you know, overall, though, that was pretty good. Um, yeah. What's, uh, what's, what's been up for you on uh, the old Netflix lately? Um, I'm just glad to be watching the 70s show mm. right now. That's a great show. Yeah, the yeah. 70s show. I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, there's some of the stuff in there that I probably can't say today, you know, I was like... <laughs> it's like a lot of shows that kind of came out in that like you know you go back to shows like um even if you go back to shows like Seinfeld and Friends and some of their earlier seasons you know there's some jokes that probably nowadays wouldn't fly like I was, I was watching Friends the other day and they they make a lot of jokes about Chandler's dad who is transgender or whatever and or a crossdresser I can't remember if he's actually transgender or if no, she's yeah, a crossdresser he, he's a draw, crossdresser draw, yeah. yeah so there's just like stuff like that and, you know just jokes that you right, know, people yeah. are a bit more aware or they have more of a heightened awareness about that sort of thing now but um, yeah I'd say overall 70s show was pretty good I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of like immigrant jokes directed at Fez but a lot of them are him saying them right but yeah, yeah no that's a great show I, I should probably get back into that one 
Um, I've been trying to get into more new stuff. Usually it's like go back and watch The Office or go back and watch I just finished Brooklyn Nine-Nine or whatever. Yeah, but they don't know what a couple. I watched a, a show recently called The Umbrella Academy. Okay. I don't know if you've seen that one. It's pretty good. It's It's similar to like The X-Men where it's basically about this family and these kids um, who were adopted by this billionaire and they have like superpowers or whatever. It's basically about them trying to stop the apocalypse. Um, and that was pretty good. Ellen Page is in it. Good Canadian. Um, a few other people. So um, yeah, that, that one was pretty cool. I would definitely recommend that one. It's a, it's a bit of a long watch. Like it's 10 episodes all about an hour. Um, but overall, it was pretty good. Yeah. And then... Um, I don't mind The Ranch. The Ranch? I, I still haven't gotten into The Ranch yet. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah? <laughs> I'll have to give that a shot. Yeah, it's good. I love right. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, and then um, they had Danny Matt Madison in it. He left the show, right? Yeah, he yeah, left yeah. the show because... Uh, Penn and Lil Elsie. some allegations. Yeah, allegations, yeah. yeah. So, he kind of like... Stepped away, fired, yeah, kind of like kind of an agree backdoor you know, agree. agreement sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, so depending on how that is, and yeah. and they're not they're not going to renew it now. Oh, that's the yeah. thing about Netflix, right? It's um, like they'll yeah. just they'll just cancel a show right right away. Like, I mean, all the Marvel shows are done. Um, Jessica Jones has its last season coming out because Disney's coming out with Disney the, has the streaming service. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be awesome. I saw the mock up of it the other day and they literally have like it's like a section of marvel movies and you have like avengers endgame captain marvel like all these different things what did you get i think i'm gonna do it yeah i i wasn't going to at first i was like yeah you know what i don't know if i need to but then i kind of saw that and i saw like how it was like i think the netflix shows aren't transferring over which is unfortunate but um I think and they're going to have, like, Star Wars and, like, old cartoons and stuff like that. So that's going to be pretty cool. Me, like, man, it's like, uh, if you're big into Disney, like Stan is, he's a big Disney person. Yeah, we know a a former co-worker of mine, a current co-worker of uh, Don's, is really big into Disney stuff. Yeah, he'll he'll get that for sure. Oh, yeah, he's, like, a big Disney guy. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's cool that it's not just going to be, like, a streaming service for cartoons and stuff like that. Like, it's actually going to be, you know, they're going to have the Marvel movies and Star Wars and stuff like that, so that's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, no, I think, aside from that, I haven't gotten into too much else. Um, If you're looking for a bit of an easy watch out there, um, I started, or I finished a show. I think the third or fourth season was just on TV and should be coming to Netflix soon, but... um, uh, it's called The Good Place with Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. It's pretty good. It's pretty pretty light humor, like pretty easy to watch. It's it's not you don't have to like. Is that a place that everybody knows uh, Ted Danson, Sam? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, it's basically about uh, this woman, Kristen Bell plays like she uh, she gets into the good place, which is heaven. And then she, but she realizes that they made a mistake and she's not actually supposed to be there. So then it's kind of following her as she tries to become a better person. But yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Have you ever seen yeah. Cheers? No. I know that I'm familiar with the reference though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> was he in that? Yeah. Ted Danson, yes. Oh. He was, uh, I didn't even know that. Uh, he plays a former Red Sox pitcher, owns a bar. Oh, he has, oh, so he's like one of the main characters. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he bought this bar and like he owns it, and then 
he sells it and then he gets it, buys it back and then they he sell yeah he basically sells it to like a a corporation the corporation keeps him on as an employee and then and then he leaves and comes back and then buys it mm-hmm. yeah, cool, yeah so yeah. Like, Norm is in there he's a great character Cliff he plays the mailman yeah yeah then um Fraser who was part of it the last few years of it oh, okay then uh then he got his own spinoff show off that called Fraser. Oh, see, I didn't even realize that was a spinoff show. Yeah. Interesting. Fr- yeah, Fraser's way is a spinoff off that. From Cheers. Cheers, okay. yes. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. I'm sure Cheer- Cheers is probably a show that really has some jokes that probably oh, wouldn't fly like, nowadays. It is All those like, shows you go back and you watch. Like, yeah, it's uh, like, yeah, it's the late 80s into early yeah, 90s, yeah. Just like <laughs> stuff. At the, it was a different time. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a few that, but, you know, it just depends. It depends. I mean, like, it's similar to, like, what Steve Carell said about how The Office wouldn't fly nowadays. But I don't know, man. Like, you, if you watch a show like Veep or something like that, like, I think The Office could totally fly nowadays. It just might have to go on, like, Netflix or HBO or, or like, a, a streaming service that, or, like, maybe just something that has a bit more freedom as far as the joke content mm-hmm. and swearing and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like... Something has to go on somewhere more PG. Yeah. Yeah. Like it might mm-hmm. not be able to. Actually, NBC might still take a chance on it, but mm-hmm. it's kind of. Yeah, there's a few. <laughs> but I mean, you know what? That's that's how time works, right? Like things evolve and, and senses evolve, tastes evolve. But yeah. 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 yeah pretty, pretty good episode back from the hiatus here. I think we had some, some good talk here. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure when another episode will come at you. Probably like early June. We could shoot to to sit down, record another one. Maybe we'll maybe after the Stanley Cup final, yeah. we can after the Stanley Cup NBA finals, we can kind of talk a bit about that. You just had a birthday. I just had a birthday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, May twenty fifth. <laughs> so this past Saturday, went to the yeah. Gold Ice game. Had a lot of fun. Fun. So uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. I won't <laughs> get into the dirty details, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll leave <laughs> we'll leave it there. What uh, what. Uh, should we should be in this one on an office quote again? Um, should that be our thing going forward? Just pick a quote. Pick a quote. Yeah. Uh, just a lot of quotes in my head right now. So. <laughs> we did the turtles one. We did the turtles. We did the turtles. We're we're the turtles. And then. Um, where is the turtles? And there's um. I don't think we can do that. That's yep. what she said. Because it's too obvious. Yeah, it's too obvious. It's too obvious. It's we can't do that. There's a, there's a lot of good quotes in the office eh, yeah. to do. Like, it is your birthday. It is your birthday. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. About, uh, hey, Mr. Scott, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Make our dreams come true. Hey, Mr. Scott, what you gonna do? Oh, What you gonna do? Make our dreams come true. That reminds me. I used to have a former manager named Mike Scott. <laughs> that's meant to be. Like, and uh, this is before I got into the big time into the office. So I was like, yeah, yeah. oh man, I would have made a lot of Michael Scott jokes to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I'm, sure, I'm sure he gets them all the time. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. Drive safe. <laughs>